Chapter Two, Part One of Commentary on the Gospel of John, Book Five, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by Reverend Philip Edward Pusey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two: That after the Saviour's cross, at His rising again from the dead, the Holy Ghost took up His abode in us permanently. Thirty-nine but this he said of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive for the holy ghost was not yet because that jesus was not yet glorified the sense of what is before us demands for itself keen scrutiny and to understand sufficiently the depth of the mystery will be and hardly the achievement of much acumen for one who revolves in his mind and looks at each of the holy prophets with reason goes first into deep thoughts how was the spirit not albeit so great a choir of prophets has been set forth who are found uttering in the spirit the divine mysteries concerning christ in many words for we do not go so far astray from fit thoughts as to deem that the mind of the saints was bereft of the spirit for there shames us and as of necessity calls us unto the belief that they were in truth spirit-clad the very fact of prophecy and the things found in the holy writings for samuel saith to saul the spirit of the lord shall spring upon thee and thou shalt be turned into another man and of the blessed elisha himself is it written and it came to pass as the minstrel was playing that the hand of the lord came upon him and our lord jesus christ himself also testifieth of the blessed david that in the spirit he speaketh mysteries and many things may one readily heap up akin to what have been said whereby one may exceeding easily see that the saints are spirit-clad but in things so obvious it were superfluous or even burdensome to weary with long discourse how the spirit was not we must accurately search for i think we must deem that the blessed evangelist speaketh true therefore the very truth let god the all-wise know for we ought not too busily to apply ourselves to things above us but as far as we can see by pious reasonings something of this sort comes to us this rational living thing on the earth i mean man was formed from the beginning in incorruption and the cause of his incorruption and of his abidance in all virtue was evidently that the spirit from god indwelt him for he breathed upon his face the breath of life as it is written but he having from that ancient deceit turned aside unto sin then by degrees in succession received much advance thereto along with the remaining good things he suffers the loss of the spirit and so at length became not only subject to corruption but also prone to all sin but when the framer of all designed doing exceeding excellently to gather up all things in christ and will to recover again the nature of man to its pristine state he promises along with the rest to give anew to it the holy ghost also for no otherwise was it possible to get back to unshaken stability in good things 
he defines therefore the time of the descent of the spirit upon us in promises saying in those days those of the saviour that is i will pour out to wit of my spirit upon all flesh but since the time of this munificence brought the only begotten upon earth with flesh that is made man of a woman according to the holy scripture god the father began to give again the spirit and christ first received the spirit as first fruits of the renewed nature for john bare record saying i saw the spirit descending from heaven and it abode upon him but he received it how for we must needs investigate what is said was it then as not having we say not so god forbid for the spirit is the son's own and not supplied from without as the things from god come to us from without but in exist in him naturally even as in the father and through him proceedeth to the saints apportioned by the father as beseems each but he is said to have received in that he became man and it beseemed man to receive and he son of god the father and begotten of his essence even before the incarnation yea rather before all ages nothing shames when god the father says to him when he became man my son art thou this day have i begotten thee for him who god before ages was begotten of him he says that he has this day begotten that in him he may receive us into sonship for the whole human nature was in christ in that he was man so is he said to the son who hath his own spirit to give it that we in him may gain the spirit for this reason therefore does he take hold of the seed of abraham as it is written and in all things was made like unto his brethren the only begotten therefore receives the holy ghost not for himself for his and in him and through him is the spirit as we said before but since he having been made man had our whole nature in himself that he might uplift it all transfashioning it unto its olden state besides what has been said we must consider this too for we shall see by going through wise reasonings and confirmed thereto by words out of the divine scripture that not for himself did christ receive the spirit but rather for us in himself for all good things flow through him into us too for since our forefather adam being turned aside by deceit into disobedience and sin did not preserve the grace of the spirit and thus in him the whole nature lost at last the god-given good needs did god the word who knows not turning become man in order that by receiving as man he might preserve the good permanently to our nature of such mysteries will the divine psalmist himself too be our exponent for thus saith he to the son thou lovest righteousness and hatest wrong therefore god thy god anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows 
for since says he thou ever lovest righteousness for thou art righteous o god never able to be turned aside therefrom and hatest wrong always for hatred of evil is innate in thee of nature as the righteous loving god therefore hath god the father anointed thee for thou who possessest unchangeable righteousness as an excellence of thine own nature could never be moved unto sin which thou knewest not and thus thou preservest undoubtedly in thyself in that thou wert made man to the human nature the holy anointing from god the father that is to say the spirit the only begotten was made therefore man as we that in him first the good things returning and the grace of the spirit rooted might be preserved securely to our whole nature the only begotten and word of god the father lending us the stability of his own nature because the nature of man had been condemned in adam as powerless for stability and falling in that most easily into perversion as then in the turning of the first the loss of good things passes through unto the whole nature in the same way i deem in him too who knoweth not turning will the gain of the abidance of the divine gifts be preserved to our whole race and if we seem to any not to think and speak altogether what is proper let him come forward and tell us why the saviour has been called by the divine scriptures the second adam for in that first one the human race proceeds from not being unto being and having come forth decayed because it had broken the divine law in the second christ it riseth up again unto a second beginning reformed unto newness of life and unto a return of incorruption for if aught be in christ a new creature as paul saith there has therefore been given to us the renewing spirit that is the holy the occasion of everlasting life after that christ was glorified that is to say after the resurrection when having burst the bonds of death and appeared superior to all corruption he lived again having our whole nature in himself in that he was man and one of us and if you investigate the reason why not before the resurrection but after it did the pouring forth of the spirit take place you will hear in reply christ became then the first-fruits of the renewed nature when making none account of the bands of death he lived again as we have just now said how then should those be quickened before the first fruit who come after it for as the plant will not shoot up from the earth if it be not surely sprung from its own root for thence is the beginning to it of growth so it were impossible that we having for our root unto incorruption our lord jesus christ should be seen springing up before our root but he showing that the time of the descent of the spirit upon us was now come after the revival from the dead he breathed on his disciples saying receive ye the holy ghost 
for then was the time of the renewal indeed at the doors yea rather within the doors and let the searcher after learning again see whether what we say on these things too be not true for in the beginning as said the spirit-clad moses to us the creator of all taking dust of the ground and having formed man breathed upon his face the breath of life and what is the breath of life save surely the spirit of christ who saith i am the resurrection and the life but since he fled away from the human nature the spirit which is able to gather us and to form us unto the divine impress the saviour gives us this anew bringing us again unto that ancient dignity and reforming us unto his own image for therefore does paul too say to certain little children of whom i travail in birth again until christ be formed in you let us consider again for i will take up again the aim of my discourse that in the holy prophets there was a certain rich shining upon and torch illumination from the spirit mighty to lead them to the apprehension of things to come and the knowledge of things hidden but in those who believe on christ we are confident that not torch illumination simply from the spirit but the spirit itself dwells and has his habitation whence rightly are we called temples too of god though no one of the holy prophets was ever called a divine temple since how shall we understand this and what shall we say when we hear our saviour christ say verily verily i say unto you among them that are born of women there hath not risen a greater than john the baptist notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he and what is the kingdom of heaven the gift of the holy ghost according to that which is said the kingdom of heaven is within you for the spirit hath his habitation in us through faith seest thou then how he prefereth before every one born of a woman him that is in the kingdom of heaven even if he be below the perfect and let no one think that we make little of the glory of the virtue of those saints or say that those even of least account are superior for we say not so for incomparable is the beauty of their conversation but for clear understanding let us briefly interpret what has been said by our saviour great in truth was the blessed baptist and through all virtue most renowned attaining at last to the very bounds of that righteousness which belongs to us so that there is naught above it yet did he who was in this case beseech of christ saying i have need to be baptized of thee and dost thou come to me seest thou how being perfect as far as pertain to men and the born of women he beseeches to be in a manner new created and reborn through the holy ghost seest thou how he yields the greater to those new-born 
by his saying that himself has need of this for if he were in better case not baptized what persuaded him to beseech to be baptized but if he knew that he would be in better case when baptism came how does he not yield the palm to those already baptized greater therefore than john himself does christ say that he is who is lesser in the kingdom of heaven that is to say the new baptized who has not as yet attained excellence in work in this only that the blessed baptist was yet born of a woman but the other is begotten of god as it is written and has become partaker of the divine nature having indwelling in him the holy ghost and already called a temple of god but i will recur again to what was before us the spirit came to be in the prophets for the need's sake of prophesying he indwelleth now through christ in believers having begun in him first when he was made man for as god he has unceasingly the spirit who is essentially of his nature and his own he is anointed for our sakes and said to receive the spirit as man not for himself bringing in the participation of the divine good things but for the nature of man as we have already taught when then the divine evangelist says to us for the spirit was not yet because that jesus was not yet glorified let us understand him to mean the full and complete habitation in men of the holy ghost forty forty one of the people therefore some when they heard this saying said of a truth this is the prophet others said this is of a truth the christ astonishment stricken are they at his confidence as being god befitting and seeing that his words no longer suit the measures of man they betake themselves to memory of the law as having already foreclared of christ and saying that a prophet should be raised up like to the all-wise moses who should interpret to israel the words from god for so says god concerning him to the holy moses i will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak unto them all that i shall command him from the quality therefore of his words and the superiority of his sayings do they say that he is already shown to be him who was foreheralded through the law for to whom will it belong to say if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink and he that believeth on me as the scripture said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water save only to god by nature and this is the christ and even though the jews think meanly of him call him merely a prophet not knowing the excellence above all of emmanuel but meeting him like one of the rest in this too again will they be caught applying themselves very much without understanding to the thoughts contained in the law for they deem that the christ is other than the prophet of the law and no marvel if the people lack accuracy herein where the god-opposing multitude of the haughty pharisees 
is itself found sick with an equal ignorance with that of the people for in astonishment at the blessed baptist it once said why baptizest thou then if thou be not the christ nor elias neither the prophet for whereas two were looked for as to come i mean the prophet of the law that is to say christ and elias they were inquiring about three imagining that the prophet was other than jesus seasonably therefore may one say of them what is spoken by the prophet ezekiel as the mother so her daughter thy mother's daughter art thou for the people is sick with a sickness kin to that of their rulers but we must observe that they were already full prepared to believe and are persuaded by the saviour's words to marvel at him yet not having the leading of the rulers they are borne along a many branching path of ideas some calling him and now believing him to be the christ others the prophet for the word of a truth annexed has an emphasis of reasoning now fully confirmed and bringeth in the idea of faith accepted forty two others said doth christ come out of galilee said not the scripture that of the seed of david and out of bethlehem the village where david was christ cometh no careless search do the jews make about christ for they were found going through every idea and through varied ideas gathering the perception of the truth for having first marvelled through his words and already taken the eminent confidence of his instructions as a guide to their conjecturing something great about him they search besides the divine scripture thinking to find thence a most unerring conception of him for so is its nature that he shall be therefore of the seed of the thrice blessed david and shall be revealed in bethlehem of judea they believe persuaded by the prophecies concerning this for the lord sware in truth unto david saith somewhere the wise melodist and will not reject him of the fruit of thy body will i set upon thy throne and the prophet saith and thou bethlehem house of ephratah little art thou to be among the thousands of judah for out of thee shall he come forth unto me to be ruler of israel and his goings forth from the beginning from the days of eternity but the unassisted mind of the jews was astray and failed of christ merely on account of nazareth situate in galilee wherein was the common report that our lord was brought up for so says one of the holy evangelists and he came to nazareth where he had been brought up but they not knowing that he had been born in bethlehem of judea of the holy virgin which was of the seed of david for she was of the tribe of judah by descent from merely our lord having been brought up at nazareth fall away from the truth and miss of sound reasoning forty three there was therefore a division among the people because of him to no purpose do they wrangle and are split into diverse opinions some supposing that he is the prophet others the christ and the cause of their division 
that they know not christ nor understand the accuracy of the holy scriptures for else would they believing that none other is jesus than the prophet of the law have departed from their unseasonable dispute forty four and some of them would have taken him yet no man laid hands on him they who had been sent by the chief priests and pharisees to take the lord made the dissension of the multitude with one another a seasonable pretext for their daring deed for they imagined that they would with less dispute suffer them to bear him away as no longer careful what should befall him but that as having been an occasion of fighting and disturbance they would be altogether glad at his being insulted yet no man laid hands on him not from reverence to him nor yet putting the bridle of piety upon their anger but checked by his might alone for to its own season did he give to endure his passion for us and hardly is the device of the jews appeased restrained by the hindrance from above for they might not attempt bloodshed before the time but must await ungodly though they be the time of ungodliness end of chapter 2 part 1